Hey, welcome to another episode of Making Sales Social Live. Today, we're going to be discussing social proximity pathways to your buyers. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bill McCormick, Bryn Tillman, and me, Bob Woods, every week. Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. Bryn, why don't you start it off by just telling everyone what is social proximity? Well, social proximity is, in in the way that we look at sales, the best way to gain access to your stakeholders. So it's pathways, as you mentioned, right? Who in our network is connected to the people that we want to meet? So the best social proximity is I am connected to a decision maker. That's awesome because I can reach out directly and start a conversation. Another way to look at social proximity is who do I know that's connected to that decision maker? And we're going to talk about kind of ways to find that out. So decision maker obviously is the best way to go, but there are other people inside of an organization that can help us in our pathway to uh, starting conversations with particular companies, including influencers and even general people inside of a company. So our first degree first, and then our second degree, if we do not have a first degree directly. So for everyone that's listening, if you just picture a target, Mm -hmm. like an archery target, and being connected to a first degree decision maker is the bullseye. Mm. That, that's the best. Now, the next ring out would be being connected to someone who is connected to that person, right? And so mm-hmm. with each ring, we get further out and we get further away from our ideal person that we want to be connected with. But what we know is, you know, all roads lead back, right? So the more people mm-hmm. that we're connected to within a social proximity of our decision maker helps us to, to get there. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I love that. I love the way that you're thinking through that. And there are so many different ways to use that social proximity when it comes to LinkedIn. So the first thing is taking inventory of our existing connections, right? Looking at who do we already know? So we can do that through exporting our connections, or we can do that through doing searches, of our first degree connection. So that's a great way to get started. We can also search, so we search our first degrees, we can also search our second degree connections and start to see who can help us get in front of, what's the pathway to particular decision makers. Um, And then, and Bob's gonna talk a little bit, which I'm really excited about, about how to really pinpoint who we're searching. Right. Yeah. So, so when it comes to that, I mean, LinkedIn is fantastic in so many ways, but with what Bryn just mentioned, it's especially, it's especially great. So let's say, for example, my good friend, Bill, 
uh, I'm I'm looking to see what who it is he knows at a particular company. So uh, doing things like that all has to do with the LinkedIn filters. So you could go to his profile, for example, click on his connections, his connection numbers right underneath where it says 500 plus connections. And then on the resulting page, you'll see just a bunch of filters there that that you can that you can filter by locations. Uh, a good one is by current company. So if you're wondering if Bill knows anyone at Merck, the pharmaceutical company, for example, you could go in there and type in Merck and then you can choose connections there. If he knows anyone there, you would get a search result that shows the people who he knows there so that in a future follow-up call or email or whatever you say, hey, Bill, I noticed that you know X, Y, and Z at Merck. Would it be possible for you to, and there's one of two ways you can do it from here, to ask for a direct introduction or to do what we call name drops. So, you know, you could say, hey, X, um, I was speaking with, with, with Bill McCormick and your name came up in the conversation about whatever it is you do and then you go from there, basically. That's just one way to use LinkedIn with its associated filters to really maximize that social proximity that you need to get into the companies you want to speak to and especially to the uh, decision makers and influencers that you want to get to as well. So I love that. We'll, we'll continue talking about that. But Bill McLean has asked us, can you always search second level connections of one of your existing connections? Can't users turn it off? So yes, Bill, you can choose to not allow your connections to search your connections, but it's hard to find and very few people actually turn that off. So we rarely come across that as an issue. And we teach, this is a networking event. So make sure that you're keeping your connections open all the time. Otherwise, you know, especially if you're going to use this for business development, it becomes this one-way street. And it's not great for building a strong reputation of being a networker. The other thing is people will turn off their connections because they're so afraid that other people are going to see who their clients are. But if you have thousands of connections, it's really hard to identify who your client actually is. And if you can lose a client because someone can search your connections to see that you're connected, then there are other things that we have to talk about. <laughs> and listen, I would just contact that contact and say, you know, that connection and say, uh, you know, hey, Bob, I, I noticed you have your connections turned on, you know, that I am not able to see and we're connected on LinkedIn. You know, but there's someone that that I want to talk to you about. Do you can you get on the phone? And and they might not even know, or they might have done it a long time ago. You know, so so again, it's an opportunity to have a conversation, right? And that's what this is all about. Well, specifically to Bob's tip, right? Where we can go in and search a connections connections, right? If I have a client that I know would be really happy to make introductions for me or referrals for me. But uh, if I ask them who they know, they're going to go, I can't think of anyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If we say to them, I'd love if, if you'd be open for me to look through your connections and make a list of a few people that you might know and run these names by you, but you happen to have the your connections turned off, would you be open to quickly jumping on a Zoom call and then they can share their screen and bring up their connections. They don't even have to turn that filter off, right? So it, it, it's really simple to do. It's It may sound complicated, but it's not. It's just as easy as Bob said. 
is you just go into their connections, you filter it down and you make your list of 20, 30 names that they might know. You run the names by them. They remember eight that they think would be a good match. And then at that point, I'll use Bill as the example, right? So Bill, you know, thanks so much for running these names with me and giving me some insights. When I reach out to these eight people, would it be okay if I mention your name? And then we go into what Bob talked about, which is Bob, Bill McCormick and I were chatting. Your name came up in our conversation and he thought I should reach out and introduce myself. And all of a sudden we have a full pipeline and we're coming in at this really high level of credibility. You know, another way, and, and Bill's going to talk a little bit about if you have targeted accounts, a lot of people have their top 20, 50, 100 accounts that they want to go after, yeah. but they don't always know where to begin and they start with cold calling. But Bill has a better way. Yeah, no, uh, cold calling, no, not good. So what we can do is we can actually go visit their LinkedIn company page of the company you're trying to get into and you can do a search very similar to what Bob said in terms of looking for for your ideal client. So who is it? So are you selling to marketing? You're selling to maybe the VP of marketing. You can actually search for, for the people that are in marketing and you can find them. But what I love about this, and, and as, as it goes with social proximity, one of the things we know is that 20%, and it's probably higher now because of the great resignation, but there's usually 20% turnover in, in a company in a given year. So, mm -hmm. you know, think of how many clients you have. If you have a hundred clients, 20 of them are going to change companies. And mm -hmm. so what I always tell my clients is you always want to make sure you not only go horizontal, but vertical in a company when you're connecting to people on LinkedIn, remember social proximity. So yes, do you want to be connected to your buyer? Absolutely. You want to connect with them. You want to stay connected to them, but then who surrounds them? You know, who are their bosses? Who are their subordinates? Who helps them? Because so what's the number? 6.8 decision, decision makers in, in making a, a decision. So if you're only connected to one person, there's a whole nother 5.8. And I wonder what the 0.8 looks like, but there's another 5.8 people that, that, yeah, part time that you're not connected to that, that you need to be to be connected to. And so what you need to do is start looking at some other areas. And this is a great opportunity also for you if you sell to other departments within a company. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, so you're dealing with the marketing department, but maybe the human resources department also is a purchaser. And if you're already connected to someone in that company, they're going to be able to make those introductions mm -hmm. for you. But again, we're talking about social proximity. So what you want to do is begin to look at other people that you can connect with. And I always tell everyone, connect with the people in HR because they know what's going on. They know somebody's already put their two weeks notice in before it gets announced. And they know who's not only going to replace them, but more importantly, who's going to take over their purchasing responsibilities. Right. Because right. Yep. that's who that's who you want to you want to make sure you're connected to that person and stay in contact. So, you know, it's happened. It happened to me in, in my previous um, position where I reached out to somebody left. You know, I, I sent the email to the one contact I had. They weren't a client yet, but I had, I had proposed some services and I got that dreaded response back that said, George is no longer employed by XYZ company. And I went, oh no. So what I did is I went on LinkedIn and I went to the company page and I searched for VP of human resources. 
I got that person's name. I connected with that person. And my welcome message to them was, hey, Kathy, thanks so much for accepting my connection request. I used to work with George because we, we, we sell marketing services, but I see he's left. Can you tell me who's taken over his responsibilities? I have. She came back. Great. I'm going to be in your area. And we set an appointment. You, you know, so so it's that easy. So really, you leveraging their company page and mm -hmm. and searching out the people, you can find a plethora of people to connect with, so that you socially surround that account, and you're prepared for when that person hits in that twenty percent and they're gone, and now you just can follow up with, um, hey Bob, I see Bryn left. Can you tell me who's handling the purchasing? Is that you? Or you get the you get. Hey, Bob was just promoted to CEO of social sales. Like Bob, congratulations! <laughs> it was just an example. That's great. That's great stuff, Bill. Yeah. So let's kind of wrap this up in a bow, right? Social proximity is your pathway to your decision makers and influencers. Start with who am I first degree connected with, then move to second degree if there isn't anyone who can help me gain access to those decision makers. And if you can leverage social proximity in a way that's powerful and will ultimately convert to opportunities, you will start to leverage LinkedIn and optimize LinkedIn for social selling. Fantastic. Well, listen, Great thanks job. everyone for being with us on another episode of Making Sales Social Live, and we will see you next time. Hit subscribe now and click the notification bell to get the latest videos from Social Sales Link. Give this video a like and comment down below. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. Hey, welcome to another episode of Making Sales Social Live. Today, we're going to be discussing social proximity pathways to your buyer. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bill McCormick, Bryn Tillman, and me, Bob Woods, every week 
Making Sales Social Live. Bryn, why don't you start it off by just telling everyone what is social proximity? Well, social proximity is in in the way that we look at sales, the best way to gain access to your stakeholders. So it's pathways, as you mentioned, right? Who in our network is connected to the people that we want to meet? So the best social proximity is I am connected to a decision maker. That's awesome because I can reach out directly and start a conversation. Another way to look at social proximity is who do I know that's connected to that decision maker? And we're going to talk about kind of ways to find that out. So decision maker obviously is the best way to go, but there are other people inside of an organization that can help us in our pathway to uh, starting conversations with particular companies, including influencers and even general people inside of a company. So our first degree first, and then our second degree, if we do not have a first degree directly. So for everyone that's listening, if you just picture a target, Mm -hmm. like an archery target, and being connected to a first degree decision maker is the bullseye. That, that's the best. Now, the next ring out would be being connected to someone who is connected to that person, right? And so with each ring, we get further out and we get further away from our ideal person that we want to be connected with. But what we know is, you know, all roads lead back, right? So the more people mm-hmm. that we're connected to within a social proximity of our decision maker helps us to, to get there. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I love that. I love the way that you're thinking through that. And there are so many different ways to use that social proximity when it comes to LinkedIn. So the first thing is taking inventory of our existing connections, right? Looking at who do we already know? So we can do that through exporting our connections, or we can do that through doing searches, of our first degree connection. So that's a great way to get started. We can also search, so we search our first degrees, we can also search our second degree connections and start to see who can help us get in front of what's the pathway to particular decision makers. Um, And then, and Bob's gonna talk a little bit, which I'm really excited about, about how to really pinpoint who we're searching. Right. Yeah. So, so when it comes to that, I mean, LinkedIn is fantastic in so many ways, but with what Bryn just mentioned, it's especially, it's especially great. So let's say, for example, my good friend, Bill, uh, I'm, I'm looking to see what, who it is he knows at a particular company. So, uh, doing things like that all has to do with the LinkedIn filters. So you could go to his profile, for example, click on his connections, his connection numbers right underneath where it says 500 plus connections. And then on the resulting page, you'll see just a bunch of filters there that, that you can, that you can filter by locations, uh, a good one is by current company. So if you're wondering 
if Bill knows anyone at Merck, the pharmaceutical company, for example. You could go in there and type in Merck, and then you can choose connections there. If he knows anyone there, you would get a search result that shows the people who he knows there so that in a future follow-up call or email or whatever, you say, hey, Bill, I noticed that you know X, Y, and Z at Merck. Would it be possible for you to, and there's one of two ways you can do it from here, to ask for a direct introduction or to do what we call name drops. So, you know, you could say, hey, X, um, I was speaking with, with, with Bill McCormick and your name came up in the conversation about whatever it is you do. And then you go from there, basically. That's just one way to use LinkedIn with its associated filters to really maximize that social proximity that you need to get into the companies you want to speak to and especially to the uh, decision makers and influencers that you want to get to as well. So I love that. We'll, we'll continue talking about that. But Bill McLean has asked us, can you always search second level connections of one of your existing connections? Can't users turn it off? So yes, Bill, you can choose to not allow your connections to search your connections, but it's hard to find and very few people actually turn that off. So we rarely come across that as an issue. And we teach, this is a networking event. So make sure that you're keeping your connections open all the time. Otherwise, you know, especially if you're going to use this for business development, it becomes this one-way street, and it's not great for building a strong reputation of being a networker. The other thing is people will turn off their connections because they're so afraid that other people are going to see who their clients are. But if you have thousands of connections, it's really hard to identify who your client actually is. And if you can lose a client because someone can search your connections to see that you're connected, then there are other things that we have to talk about. <laughs> and listen, I would just contact that contact and say, you know, that connection and say, uh, you know, hey, Bob, I, I noticed you have your connections turned on, you know, that I am not able to see and we're connected on LinkedIn. You know, but there's someone that that I want to talk to you about. Do you can you get on the phone? And and they might not even know, or they might have done it a long time ago. You know, so so again, it's an opportunity to have a conversation, right? And that's what this is all about. Well, specifically to Bob's tip, right? Where we can go in and search a connections connections, right? If I have a client that I know would be really happy to make introductions for me or referrals for me. But uh, if I ask them who they know, they're going to go, I can't think of anyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If we say to them, I'd love if, if you'd be open for me to look through your connections and make a list of a few people that you might know and run these names by you, but you happen to have the your connections turned off, would you be open to quickly jumping on a Zoom call and then they can share their screen and bring up their connections. They don't even have to turn that filter off, right? So it, it's really simple to do. It's It may sound complicated, but it's not. It's just as easy as Bob said. Is You just go into their connections, you filter it down and you make your list of 20, 30 names that they might know. You run the names by them. They remember eight that they think would be a good match and then at that point, I'll use Bill as the example, right? So Bill, you know, thanks so much for running these names with me and giving me some insights. When I reach out to these eight people, would it be okay if I mention your name? And then we go into what Bob talked about, which is Bob, 
Bill McCormick and I were chatting. Your name came up in our conversation and he thought I should reach out and introduce myself. And all of a sudden we have a full pipeline and we're coming in at this really high level of credibility. You know, another way, and, and Bill's going to talk a little bit about if you have targeted accounts, a lot of people have their top 20, 50, 100 accounts that they want to go after, yeah. but they don't always know where to begin and they start with cold calling. But Bill has a better way. Yeah, no, uh, cold calling, no, not good. So what we can do is we can actually go visit their LinkedIn company page of the company you're trying to get into. And you can do a search very similar to what Bob said in terms of looking for for your ideal client. So who is it? So are you selling to marketing? You're selling to maybe the VP of marketing. You can actually search for, for the people that are in marketing and you can find them. But what I love about this, and, and as, as it goes with social proximity, one of the things we know is that 20%, and it's probably higher now because of the great resignation, but there's usually 20% turnover in, in a company in a given year. So, you know, think of how many clients you have. If you have 100 clients, 20 of them are going to change companies. And so what I always tell my clients is you always want to make sure you not only go horizontal, but vertical in a company when you're connecting to people on LinkedIn. Remember, social proximity. So, yes, do you want to be connected to your buyer? Absolutely. You want to connect with them. You want to stay connected to them. But then who surrounds them? You know, who are their bosses? Who are their subordinates? Who helps them? Because so what's the number? 6.8 decision makers in, in making a, a decision. So if you're only connected to one person, there's a whole nother 5.8. And I wonder what the 0.8 looks like, but there's another 5.8 people that, that, yeah, part -time, that you're not Intern. connected to that, that you need to be, to be connected to. And so what you need to do is start looking at some other areas. And this is a great opportunity also for you if you sell to other departments within a company. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, so you're dealing with the marketing department, but maybe the human resources department also is a purchaser. And if you're already connected to someone in that company, they're gonna be able to make those introductions for you. But again, we're talking about social proximity. So what you wanna do is begin to look at other people that you can connect with. And I always tell everyone, connect with the people in HR because they know what's going on. They know somebody's already put their two weeks notice in before it gets announced. And they know who's not only gonna replace them, but more importantly, who's gonna take over their purchasing responsibilities. Right. Because right. Yep. that's who that's who you want to you want to make sure you're connected to that person and stay in contact. So, you know, it's happened. It happened to me in, in my previous um, position where I reached out to somebody left. You know, I, I sent the email to the one contact I had. They weren't a client yet, but I had, I had proposed some services and I got that dreaded response back that said, George is no longer employed by XYZ company. And I went, oh no. So what I did is I went on LinkedIn and I went to the company page and I searched for VP of human resources. I got that person's name. I connected with that person. And my welcome message to them was, hey, Kathy, thanks so much for accepting my connection request. I used to work with George because we, we, we sell marketing services, but I see he's left. Can you tell me who's taken over his responsibilities? I have, she came back. Great. I'm going to be in your area. And we set an appointment, you, you know, so, so it's mm -hmm. that easy. So really you leveraging their company page 
and, and searching out the people, you can find a plethora of people to connect with so that you socially surround that account and you're prepared for when that person hits in that 20% and they're gone. And now you just can follow up with, um, hey, Bob, I see Bryn left. Can you tell me who's handling the purchasing? Is that you? Or you get the can you get, hey, Bob was just promoted to CEO of social sales. Like, Bob, congratulations. <laughs> it was just an example. That's great. That's great stuff, Bill. Yeah. So let's kind of wrap this up in a bow, right? Social proximity is your pathway to your decision makers and influencers. Start with who am I first degree connected with? Then move to second degree if there isn't anyone who can help me gain access to those decision makers. And if you can leverage social proximity in a way that's powerful and will ultimately convert to opportunities, you will start to leverage LinkedIn and optimize LinkedIn for social selling. Fantastic. Well, listen, Great thanks job. everyone for being with us on another episode of Making Sales Social Live, and we will see you next time. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.